0: Some Tuesday or your birthday Every day's a good day Now let me tell you why If you got air in your lungs You got blood in your body You are a child of God Come on and sing it somebody
1: Through the desert, they seen a cloud and forever over me. But I believe your rain is coming.
2: Mm, I've been hanging on the high because 'cause you're the one who's making dry bones come to life. You're the light I put my trust in. Every word you say is gonna come to you. To the promised land. Everything you say is gonna happen, even though I haven't seen it yet. I will build a Gonna
1: come true, you will lead me to the promised land. Everything you say is gonna.
2: Faith. I'll do anything it takes with you and myself. Never
3: fails to fade.
2: I'll build a boat in the desert place, and when the flood and the water starts to rise.
4: morning church please rise for our first song
3: There's
2: nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing.
5: share with you from the scriptures, from the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter, where Jesus speaks. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else on account of the works themselves. God's word for us. You may be seated. Let's pray. Bow your heads with me.
6: Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is true Thank you that as we read scripture, your word is penetrating our hearts. We open our hearts to what you have to say to us today here in church today, Father. May everything that is done and everything that is said bring glory to your name. Let your Holy Spirit move. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Boys and girls, it is time for the kids' message, so come on up. And if you got one of those compasses on your way in, bring it with you. If you didn't, that's okay. You can get one afterwards. But come on up front here. Find a seat on the floor. <clears throat> yeah. There you go. Come on up. So you got a compass because we need to find some directions today. All right. You got yours? Great. Because if we look at John chapter 14, the Pastor just read it, and we see that, that Thomas said. Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And I thought, you know what? We're going to figure that out here this morning. So you've got compasses, and so we can know which direction to go. I'm going to use my map app, all right, and we're going to figure out how to go. Let's see. Let's type in heaven. All right. Search. Three minutes. Fastest route. Let's take the fastest route. Route to hairway to heaven. Oh, that's, that's Morgan Bignall's hair salon. You know what? I, I could probably use a fresh haircut, but that's not what we're talking about this morning. Okay, let's try, uh, let's try eternal life because Jesus gives us eternal life. So let's search that here. That's four minutes too. That's interesting. All right. Fastest route. Starting route to eternal tattoo and body piercing. Yeah, you know what? I don't need a map to get there. I saw Dano at Eternal Tattoo twice last month, um, so maybe that's a sign. Maybe I'm supposed to make another appointment. I'll have to pray about that. Um, let's see, God. Let's let's see how we get to God. Maybe that'll work. That's easy. Yeah, it is easy, and that's four minutes too. I think everything is four minutes away. Fastest route? Starting route to Godfather's Pizza. (laughs) Yeah! I'm kind of hungry. Are you hungry? Maybe we should just click on call, Godfather's Pizza, order some pizza. They might not be open yet. I'll do that later. No, do it now. Do it now? I I better not. (laughs) You know what? I see why Thomas was getting kind of upset because I can't even figure out the way. You guys have compasses. I got a smartphone, and we can't find the way. I wonder what Thomas did. Let's see. Oh, you know what? I didn't see that next verse. (laughs) That's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Verse 6, Jesus answers Thomas. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That makes me feel a lot better because I couldn't figure it out. But Jesus promises that all we have to do is trust in him, that we don't have to worry about it. And earlier in chapter 14, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus says, just trust in me. He's the way, the truth, and life. He, He came to rescue us, to die on the cross for us. He rose from the grave, and he's alive. And he ascended into heaven, and he promised to come back. To get us to take us back to be with him where he is so we can just trust in jesus wow that makes me feel better i don't know about you i wonder if that made thomas feel better and i kind of doubt it but anyways i feel a lot better hope you do too so take your compasses and you know what they won't teach you how to get to god but jesus is the way so You can put your compass on your backpack. You can put it on your jacket. You can hang it in your room. You can put it in your pocket and carry it with you. And whenever you look at your compass, remember that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And all we have to do is trust him. And he comes and gets us and takes us to be with him forever. All right? Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, and you can repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. we thank you for being faithful for preparing a place for us and coming back to get us. We trust you and love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can take your compasses, head back to your seat. If you didn't get one, grab one on your way out. And families, you can play with those with your kids later and, or use your map app, walk around the neighborhood and talk about how Jesus is our way, our truth, and our life.
5: Yeah, emphasis on later, like during the sermon is not a good time to play with your compass and phone, right? Well, you can do that. Uh, We do preach, teach, and believe Jesus is the way. I'm glad you're here to be reminded of that, because we live in a world that tells us all sorts of goofy things. So we need to be recalibrated and reminded that he is that way, truth, life. Welcome to all, especially our guests. We're glad you're with us. We'd love to get to know you. Uh, One of the great ways to do that is after the service, stop at Next Steps on the way out. Uh, I'd like to meet you, greet you, and give you a gift as well. Uh, A couple quick announcements that may help you navigate through the service. If you have a prayer request today that you would like included in service, uh, you can actually text it to 402-242-5051, and it will be added into the service today. And that's going to take place in just a little bit, so be ready for that. Also, we're going to be having communion today, and we believe here it is a gift like nothing else. Bread and wine, body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So if that's what you believe, we'd love to have you come and celebrate that with us. And that's going to take place in uh, a very short time, so um, be ready for that. A couple other quick announcements. Um, after the service, if you want, you come on up here. You might see these from the back, but you need to come closer This is Confirmation Sunday. In fact, that's why I'm wearing a red shirt. I don't wear a red shirt all the time. But this is uh, symbolical in the church for the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be praying that the Holy Spirit would be powerfully in the lives of our young people and all of us. In fact, at the end of the service, we are going to reconfirm our faith with the same words that the, the kids are going to be sharing at the next service. So just be ready for that. We'll do that. Also, Taste and See, May 16th, if I can have that up on the screen. Uh, opportunity here uh, has been gifted groceries for 120 families. So we we would love for people to come and be a part of this as we want to be uh, the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. So May 16th from 5 to 7, and you could register for that so we know who's coming. All right, um, also, voters meeting is going to be May 21st, and we'll be Having an election, and we'll also have a financial update. Uh, love for you to be, uh, come and be a part of that. And then finally, during this next song, uh, we have what's called joy baskets. Bible is so clear. There is joy from God, and also joy for us as we give back to the Lord. And that is done whether we sing our songs, pray our prayers, serve, right? Like we talked about serving Also as we give up our tithes and offerings. So may God lead and guide and direct all of us to be faithful and joyful in how we give. Amen. is an incredible truth. It's, we're going to be okay, right? Not just up in heaven. I know that's, that's a glorious place. And sometimes I'm like, you know, that'll be, you know, that'll be so good, right? But even on this earth, because Jesus says, I'll walk with you, I'll be with you, I'll come right alongside of you, and I'll, I'll help you get through all the things in life. That's how faithful he is. In fact, that's what we believe about this meal. He is coming right alongside of us And he's reminding us with this bread and wine and body and blood that it's going to be okay because of his forgiveness for people like you and me. Now in preparation for communion, let's take time to confess our sins and then uh, be reminded of the good news that we have in Jesus. So let's share this together. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in and through his body, the church, by regular group worship, study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. Amen. And again, just put right in front of all of us so we're reminded, because of Jesus, because he is the way, the truth, the life, we can have forgiveness, we can have new life, and we can experience the joy he wants us to have. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it all of you. This cup is the new testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins." This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And just a, a reminder, I'll probably do this for a couple more weeks. We, we now have four stations for communion, right? And if you're on the two outside, please, you exit towards the wall. You come around and receive the gift. And if you're in the two middle sections, come to the center. Come forward, two aisles, and we will serve you. And we will celebrate this gift together. May God's peace be with you. Amen.
2: So rich, I remember who I was. I was lost, I was blind. I was running out of time. Sick, separated. his name and in his love
5: amen
7: let's go to God in prayer this morning you with all of our hurts and wants and needs that she finds her way down a better path a prayer Lord that my parents would understand how grateful I am for them and how happy I am that they have stuck by my side through everything a prayer for the group at SOS to stay strong and a prayer for those in new recovery and those struggling to find the light of a better, brighter world. Prayers for our children whom are not physical and miss them. Prayers for Mark dealing with backing. A prayer for those trying to mend broken relationships. We pray that God will guide their actions and direct them on the right path. A prayer for those that deal with daily battles of addiction May God be the path that guides them through their struggles. Prayers of thanksgiving for healing and restoration. Prayers for peace in my household and freedom from overwhelming anxiety. A prayer for all the graduates and all the confirmands that they may find Christ in purpose in their new journeys and in their future. A prayer for Declan with lung cancer prayer for Liam, who has incurable cancer. Father, we just lift all these up to you and all the unspoken prayers that are on us, on our minds. You know, Lord, what weighs heavy upon us, and we just pray, Lord, that you just give us the strength to bring it and lay it at the foot of the cross and trust you that you are more than capable to take care of us and to lead us through every valley that we go through. and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
5: On this comp- Confirmation Sunday, uh, the title for the message is actually Faithful. Not just a little, not just enough to get through the day, but Faithful. And uh, that's how God works. Um, And before we get into the actual sermon, I just want to see how old some of you are. I'm going to put a quote up on the screen, and I would like to let me know if you know what this quote is all about, all right? I am what I am. That's all that I am. Anybody know? Anybody old enough to admit that you're old enough to know? Who is it? Who is it connected to? Okay, Popeye, raise your hand if you knew the answer, just so you know. Just look around the age. 1957, just so you know, 1957 was the last cartoon that was made of Popeye. And I don't even know the number of them, how many cartoons were made, but um, I looked at some of them, I'm like, yep, I remember watching those things. I'm, I was born after that, but, you know, reruns, right? So we could just claim a little bit that that we watched reruns and we weren't there for the original. But uh, just think about those words, I am what I am, and that's all that I am. And here's that guy we're talking about, Um, Popeye, just so you know. The name comes from the fact that he's got one eye that's bulging out, Popeye, right? Then he's got these big, massive forearms, pretty awesome, right? And um, he, I mean, pretty funny at times, but he gets pretty serious, especially when it comes to one gal in particular. Who is that gal? All right, olive oil. Uh, She's quite the find, right? Um, Lots of personality. You know, for those of you that are going like, I've never seen anything, just Google Popeye. You'll watch some of these cartoons, and they're just, you know, pretty funny, Uh, but when Popeye would kind of see olive oil there are actually some of the cartoons where his heart is like beating like this you know and you just see it coming out of his chest his love for olive oil was like nothing like it but once in a while there would be people that would sometimes want to get in the way of Popeye and olive oil anybody know who they are? Yeah, and I don't understand this, right? Brutus and Bluto, I don't get it. They could have just had one. They kind of look alike. Um, But they're actually two different characters. And if you look at other nemesis of Popeye, there's a list of them. But these two sometimes and often would get in the way between Popeye and olive oil. And then he would say those famous words. And maybe, would you say this out loud with me? That's all I can stand, because I can't stand no more. Um, he, he, can't, he can't stand it. So then what does he do? Anybody know when he gets to that point? Yeah, yeah, eat something, like a donut? No, <laughs> that's what I would like. But he takes some spinach, and he takes it in, and then all of a sudden he becomes extra strong, and then he takes care of business, and life is good again. There's this rhythm Right, well, as as we heard already a couple different times, somebody else said those words of "I am," and it's much more powerful than Popeye. Popeye is pretty strong, right? And um, I have a little graphic just to put up there. Uh, Seven times, and actually, if you look at some people, they'll say there's nine times, and if you count that, you'll say that there's actually eight. But the one in the middle it was a little bit different before Abraham was I am and that's just a different way of doing it last week we actually saw two of the I am statements remember um, one of them was good shepherd right I am the good shepherd I lay down my life for the sheep and then he also talked about being either the door or the gate depending on your translation and in other words he is the way in and out of heaven and he made it so clear And then today, if you look at the quote right underneath in the middle, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now, this idea of Jesus being I am, or as some will say, he is the great I am. He is like no one else. We actually can go into the Old Testament and we see a history of this phrase I am. And one of the commentaries I read uh, said it this way. When God calls himself the I am in Exodus 3, it is a pivotal moment in redemptive history. Remember? They were slaves. They were kept in bondage. They really didn't have much hope. And then God enters the scene, and ultimately he says, what does he say? I am. Right? Moses says, what what do I say to Pharaoh when I go to him? He says, I am sent me. Wow, right? And then you could follow all the plagues, you could follow all the things, and finally they get free. Um, we just continue to redeem them out of exile and lead them into a new life. God's name dis- discloses who he is and what he is like. He is the I am, the eternal, unchanging, self-existent one, infinite and glorious in every way and above and beyond all created things. He is God. So, those two words, I am, especially as we look at the Old Testament, it takes everything about God and puts it into two little words. At least in our English, those seem to be very insignificant or little, right? But when God Himself embodies those two words, things happen, right? And so we jump to the New Testament, and that same commentator says, when Jesus applies the title I am to Himself, he claims to be God, right? John 8, 58, and uh, it, that was really kind of key, because then they're like, okay, this is serious stuff. He's been doing some really good stuff, but now he is claiming to be God. Wow. Not a helper to God or a great teacher, but the divine, eternal, preexistent, infinite, perfect being. He is Israel's God. He is greater than Moses because he is the God of Moses. He has life in himself, and he can give life to us. The Jews knew taking on this title was making such a claim, which is why they immediately picked up stones to kill him. It is the claim of all claims. And I think, even, well, I know, even to this day, there are people that will look at Jesus and say, yeah, he was a great teacher. Yeah, he, he lived a good life. But when he walked on the face of the earth and he says, I am. Anyone within earshot would know he is claiming something that is really, really unique, really one of a kind. And that is, he is God. All right, uh, I don't know if you know this, but two years ago, coming up two years, I had a heart attack. All right? Um, how many of you have heart you don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to, but how many of you have heart issues? Okay? All right, some of you raising your hand, all right. Um, uh, One bit of advice, like if you had a heart issue or going to have one, you can't predict it, but don't use your phone when you're having a heart attack. I'm sitting on the gurney waiting for the helicopter to burn off some of the gas so that I can get on it. And I ask for my phone because it's like, well, I don't know what's going on. So I take a picture of myself. I thought about putting it up there, but it's not a really good picture of me. Sorry. Um, take a picture of me, and then I went to a group text, and, and I, and I sent, sent this. I wanted my, my family to know I love them. I wanted those words, because I didn't know it was ahead of me. So I took the picture, said, I love you, and I sent it to the wrong group. There were lots of conversations going on, and not necessarily my family, so Um, A little embarrassing thing. But here's the thing. Let me just put this up there. Hearts troubled. Jesus is touching on this in John 14. And I know it was really a trick question, and only a couple of you raised your hands, but I'm going to ask it again. In light of our spiritual condition, in light of who we are without Christ, okay? Without Christ. Now I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to really tell you, you should raise your hand. Because this is the God honest truth. All of us have heart issues. Okay? So now I'm going to ask you, how many of you have a heart issue? Raise hands. Don't. Because I'll jump down. You don't want to see that. And I'll just come to you. We all have heart issues, spiritual heart issues. Some have physical. But we all have spiritual heart issues. And it all began once upon a time in a beautiful garden where everything was good. Adam and Eve, they had really good hearts too because God created them. And then all of a sudden, this unfortunate event took place. And I know it seems so little, but it was so big. They decided not to listen to God. They decided to eat from the tree that God told them not to eat from. And as a result of that, heart issues became part of humanity. It became our norm. All of us, you, you go from Adam and Eve to Cain and Abel, and you go every single person, every single generation, all the way through to right now, all of us have heart issues. And that's a really big thing, right? I mean, how many of us, billions, have heart issues? Well, God has a solution and I'll just say it is an over-the-top thing. It's, it's not just taking a can of spinach and going like this. But it was much bigger than that. And we find the inkling of it in Genesis 3.15. And I'll tell you, when I was a kid hearing this or even stating it at a, like a Christmas program, you're saying, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. I'm going like, I don't even know what I just said. And I don't know, maybe you're sitting here saying, you know, I don't get it either. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you understand quickly because it's, it's the theology of the Bible put into one verse, it's the heart of God put into one verse. So I want you, I'm going to translate it for you, and I'm going to say this. God loves you. God has a heart for you. And inside of that verse is ultimately this idea, this really crazy radical idea that says, I am going to send my only son. He's going to put flesh. He's going to come to this earth. He's going to live a perfect life. Then he is going to be betrayed, arrested, beaten, put on a cross, and placed into a tomb. But the real stomping comes down. Yeah, when he died on the cross, he paid for sin. But when he rose again on the third day, it was like, boom. He won. He won the victory. He started dealing with your heart issue and my heart issue. And I don't know where you are today in your spiritual journey. I don't don't understand the battles and the struggles, the heart issues that you have. But I want you to know there is a God who gets it. A God who knows what's going on and what's happening. A God who steps into your world and says, that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do to love people like you and me. And so now we're going to jump into the text. You're thinking, well, it's about time, right? But I wanted to lay the foundation for why John 14 I'm going to just give you a little commentary on the words that we've heard already. But these words are rich and deep. Because the disciples, remember Jesus is speaking this to them. John chapter 13, he told them the unthinkable. I'm not going to be with you much longer. So maybe you've had moments like this, right? Where you hear something that is tragic or gigantic. You might even feel like your heart stops at that moment. It doesn't beat. You're like, I can't believe what I just heard. That's what's happening. So Jesus, who is God, right? He is the great I am. Remember, he keeps saying it. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And then he unpacks the reason why. And I'm going to walk through these. And I hope the next time you look at John 14, you know, 1 through 11 in particular, But when you look at that, you're going to get the depth, the meaning, the purpose, the power behind it. And what does it mean for you today in your own personal heart issues? So, the first one. In my Father's house are many rooms. You could, I mean, I grew up here in in mansions. Whatever you want, I mean, that's fine. I think the gist behind it is that there is plenty of room for everybody. anybody uh, and I really let me tell you when I think about confirmation and I go back to my eighth grade oh as I tell the the and they're gonna be sitting right over here at the next service my motto at each one of the interviews when I sat down with them I said please please don't be like me and then I explain and, and give a testimony about how I lived my life and how I treated confirmation it was all about the party. It was all about the gifts. It was all about that, and that was it. It wasn't confirming my faith, my trust, my love for Jesus. It was all about just that. And then the Bible I got that was in the box, I kept it in the box. The cross that I wore for that day, I, well, I wore it and then put it back in the box, and I put it away for like four years, and I didn't even look at it. So that's why, I'll just tell you, it was hard for me those years in high school because I really thought and believed that there was not a place in my father's house. But John 14, Genesis 3.15, what we just heard. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, world, that's me, that he gave his only son. Yeah, there's room for me. There's room for you. Whatever heart issue you have that you're sitting here today with, he says, I got room for you. There's plenty of room. And then just a little evangelism comment here, there are people in your circle of influence that need to know this truth too, that there's a room for them. And even if they appear far from God, God will span the distance. He has. He's done whatever he needed to do to come to this earth to do things for people like me and for you. All right. And it goes like this: If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Now, um, just I don't want to. I could preach a whole sermon just on this line alone. I want you to hold into your head: Before the creation of the world, He already had a plan for heart issues. Before He said, "Let there be," He already He had. What well, quote, plan B, right? He wanted plan A. Adam and Eve, you listen to me, you live in the garden, everything's going to be good. But plan B took place because they decided not to listen. But before he even created Adam and Eve, he had this plan already put into place for people like you and me. And then the other thing that hit me as I was reading this, this is the beauty of Scripture. It kind of comes alive new every single time you read it. He was actually talking about what's going to happen Soon, like really soon. He says, if, if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? So pretty soon he's going to be in that upper room. Pretty soon he's going to be betrayed, arrested, uh, beaten, put on trial, put on a cross. And he's doing all that to prepare a place for you. And I don't think the disciples got it. I didn't get it. Uh, I don't know if you get it. But he's preparing. He's working for you right now. Because he loves you. Then he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you also will be. I don't know. I talk to a lot of people uh, who are on the spectrum of when he comes, what it's going to be like. And I'm not going to talk about that today because we all might have a different opinion. But let me tell you this. He is coming again. That day is coming. And like the disciples, he wants for us to be ready because he is going to come. He is faithful to his word. And are we ready? Are we ready for his return? Now, how do you get ready? Well, he does that for us, right? He works on our heart. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the word. He gives us all these things that... Will help us get ready for his return. So when he comes, we're not like this, like busy, distracted with worldly things. We're ready like this, that says, All right. So be ready for him. And then Jesus said, you know, I kind of skipped over the doubting Thomas part. And I hope you understand, Thomas represents you and me. And Jesus just now nails. He just says, I am the way and the truth. And the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. And the radical idea with this, just so you understand, Jesus is now standing really in the face of how religion was being done. Because religion was being done by what you do, right? Now Jesus flips the script. And in Greek, there is something called the definite article. It is the word the. And it is inserted on purpose. It's not just this accident. It's not just a good word to put between way and truth and life. It is very specific because he is not just a way, right? It could have, he could have said that, but he didn't. And then, again, the original language in what we have, it is the definite article that says he is the way, the truth, the life. And then, let me just kind of go through some of the, this is really important stuff. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Wow. I'll just tell you, we're getting a glimpse of something. It is a glimpse of something that we have, we have chosen to use a word, just in English, right? It's the word Trinity. You don't see the word ever in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, you will not see the word Trinity, but you see the teaching and the aspect of the Trinity in John 14. You see Jesus talking, and he says, hey, you see me, you see the Father. We're connected. And then we get, then just let me go further, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Introduces another part of the Trinity. Again, this red thing, the shirt that I'm wearing, symbolical of the Holy Spirit. And in the church, right, if you've been to maybe more traditional churches, on Confirmation Sunday, they'll have red all over the place. On Pentecost, they will have red all over the place because that Holy Spirit is, again, part of the Trinity and does fantastic things for people like you and me. So I will ask the Father he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Kind of a nice closing moment, right? So this Father, Son, Holy Spirit is in pursuit of people like you and me who are, in a sense, orphans. You know, we are. And we are in need of somebody to love us with the perfect love, not just the love that the world gives. So what I want to do now is, is we're going to go back and forth. It's, it's a little bit of a, I call it a litany. And it's where I'm going, to, I'm going to repeat something like, let not your heart be troubled. And then I want you to publicly declare out loud a response. right? And these all come from what we just heard. So the first one, let not your heart be troubled, everyone. Because there's a place for me in my Father's house. Let not your heart be troubled, because Jesus prepared the place for me. He opened the way. He is the way. Let not your heart be troubled, because Jesus himself is my dwelling place. And he will come and take me to himself. Let not your heart be troubled, because Jesus and the Father are one so that if I have Jesus, I have the Father. Let not your heart be troubled, because Jesus has come in the Holy Spirit. He is with me now and will be with me always, not as an observer, but a helper. Hope you believe these things. Um, This is what happens when you kind of finish. This would be a really great way to end. But then I got a glimpse of something else that happened. And this goes to another time in the life of Jesus, right? This is when things are getting really serious for him. And I just want you to hear these words. Then Jesus, knowing that all would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? I don't know if you can catch the moment. This is the garden. This is when things are really getting serious. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with him. When Jesus said to them, now I'm going I'm I'm to read it. I want you to get the, the imagery. It hit me really hard. Because it's something I don't do enough of. Here's his response. I am he. And then it says, they drew back And fell to the ground. What kind of sense of awe and wonder do you have about this Jesus? I'm going to say it again because I'll tell you, it hit me really hard um, this week. Do you have a greater sense of awe and wonder in the heart issues, the problems, the troubles, whatever? Often that's what it is, right? Or do you have a great, and awe, um, and a, a great sense of the awe and wonder of Jesus and who he is for you always? And I'm not asking you to fall to the ground. But I am wondering, do we have that sense of awe and wonder? And God wants us to have that. And that we live in that sense of awe and wonder wherever we navigate our life. So, example. Do I have that sense of awe and wonder with my bride, my wife? Do I have that sense of awe and wonder as I parent even adult kids? Do I have that sense of awe and wonder when I navigate through life and some of it is not always easy? Do I have a greater sense of awe and wonder of Jesus? Do I have that sense of awe and wonder? And again, for you fill in the blank, in the hallways at school, at your workplace, wherever you go, do you have that sense of awe and wonder? I pray that God's spirit would give you that like you've never had it before. And that as you walk around in this earth, this world, that people will see it. They'll see it in your words, but also your actions, that you have a sense of awe and wonder. All right. Now we're going to um, do what we've been—I've been doing this now for 15 years, maybe—is on Confirmation Sunday. I want to give you an opportunity to reconfirm your faith. And the words you're going to see are part of the the rite of confirmation. You know, a rite means it's pretty formal, so you're going to kind of feel the formal part of this. But the words just hang on it—hang on them. So I want you to stand, and we're going to do this. Together. All right, together. So, if I can have that. Do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord? He descended into hell the third day. He Again from the dead. He ascended to heaven, sits at the right hand, and thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Believe in the Holy Spirit. Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures? To be the inspired word of God. Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures. As you've learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true. Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully. Do you intend to live according to the word of God and in faith word and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death. Do You intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it. We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and have been absolved of your sins, as you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ.
8: watching All the world does care Even when the world weighs on my shoulders Everywhere I go.
9: i made like only I can do. When I start thinking, I'm so far from you. I wake up to hear you whisper, that's not true. Well, good morning, mercy, you call me worthy. Feels like the sun shining on my face. Living's good, this side of grace, I feel it worthy to the hurting, you woke me up, put me on my way, hallelujah, it's a brand new day, goodness Ciao. So-
0: Like a soldier with no Shut Maybe I could get over, or I could be stronger than the fear in my mind. See, Mama always told me I was meant to be light in the dark. He said, keep on getting strong. Do you see me?
4: If you fell on some hard times, if your long days turn to long nights, if you're drowning on the inside.
10: Looking out my window Feeling the crescendo Sunset on a quiet sea Sitting with the ones That I'll forever love We're waiting on a flash of green And even when the nights got cold You have always held me close You're the only rock That I could ever stand on You're the only one for me The sun goes up The sun comes down This whole world keeps spinning round I'm here traveling Take me high, then leave me low But I'm still standing
4: King Sam.